Good morning, everyone. On this beautiful Sunday morning, we give thanks to our God that we can, that we can all worship the one true eternal God. We, work, we wel- warmly welcome all guests joining us this morning. May we be encouraged by the good news of the gospel message this day. Church Council has the following announcements. There is a council meeting scheduled Monday, September 21st, 2020 at 7.30, the Lord willing. All matters for the agenda must be received by the Clerk of of Council by Monday, September 14th. Congregation is reminded of the invitation for the Canadian Reformed Theological Seminary to watch via live stream the 51st anniversary meeting and the 46th convocation to be held, the Lord willing, on Friday, September 11th, 2020 at 5.45 p.m. Please go to the seminary website for further information. Lord's Supper will be celebrated, the Lord willing, in both the morning and afternoon services next week, Sunday, September 13, 2020. This morning's worship service will be led by theological student, Brother Brian Vanderhorst. In preparation for worship, we will praise our God with the singing of hymn 78, stanzas one, four, and five.
Well, good morning, brothers and sisters. Let's all rise for worship and lift up our hearts to the Lord. <clears throat> we begin this worship service by together confessing our dependence upon the Lord. Our help is in the name of the Lord, who made heaven and earth. Amen. Grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. We'll now sing together from Psalm 18, stanzas 14 and 15. This psalm praises God for his faithfulness to us as our Savior. verse 14, we sang how God had freed his servants from the, the tyrant's might. Now, we know that for the nation of Israel, this was first and foremost about their freedom from Egypt and the slavery they had there. And now for us today, this is especially about how God has freed us from the tyranny of sin and Satan. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, he has given us redemption from our sins and also strengthens us to walk in his ways. And so we'll read the ten words of the covenant this morning with that in mind. 
These 10 words come to us knowing that we have been delivered and now calling us to live in the way that God desires us to live. So read the 10 words from Exodus chapter 20. And God spoke all these words, saying, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself a carved image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. You shall not bow down to them or serve them, for I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children to the third and fourth generation of those who hate me, but showing steadfast love to thousands of those who love me and keep my commandments. You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless who takes his name in vain. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, you or your son or your daughter, your male servant or your female servant or your livestock, or the sojourner who is within your gates. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea and all that is in them, and rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. Honor your father and your mother, that your days may be long in the land the Lord your God is giving you. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. You shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife, or his male servant, or his female servant, or his ox, or his donkey, or anything that is your neighbor's. So far from God's law. And having read these ten words, we can all recognize how we fall short of God's requirements of us. We have sinned in many ways, and so we'll now come to God, ask him for forgiveness from these sins. We'll do so by singing together from Psalm 51, stanzas 1 and 4.
We'll also come before our Heavenly Father in prayer. Let's pray. Our Father, who is in heaven, we bow our heads before you this morning and we praise you for being a faithful God. We praise you that you are faithful, not only to us, but to all of your people, those who are alive today and also those whom you have already called to yourself. You have been gathering your church since the very beginning of the world, and you will continue to do so until all the world has heard the name of Jesus Christ and have heard of his glory. And having called us into fellowship with you, Heavenly Father, having made us members of your church, you also desire that we would live a life of thankfulness to you. You have delivered us from the tyranny of sin and Satan through the blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. And you give us strength through the Holy Spirit to live a life which is truly pleasing to you and grateful to you for saving us. And yet, as we saw when we read your law again this morning, we do not always live in this way. The devil, the world, even our own flesh, they fight against us. They still tempt us, lead us into sin. In ourselves, we are weak and we are conscious of our sins and our sinfulness. And yet we know, Heavenly Father, that you are gracious and you are merciful. Your love and your compassion are infinite. And because of this, you sent your own beloved Son, Jesus Christ, into this world to die the death which we deserved. And in doing this, he paid the price for all of our sins. He lived a life of perfect righteousness in our place so that we too, through faith in him, might be righteous before you. And so we pray, Almighty God, we praise you for your wondrous works of vindication. And we also pray that you would create in us a pure and a clean heart, restore to us the joy of your salvation. Give us minds that are willing and hands that are eager to do your will so that we can truly show our thankfulness to you. And as we are about to open your holy word, we pray again for your Holy Spirit. Lord God, your word, it contains great truths, truths about your kingdom, about your church, truths about our own place and our role in your church as well. And so we pray that you would open our eyes to see these truths, soften our hearts to accept them, and also make us ready to apply these truths in our own lives and to act according to them. All of this we ask in the name of our one and only Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. This morning we'll again be focusing our attention on the book of Samuel. And in our passage this morning from 1 Samuel 11, the cities of Gibeah and Jabesh-Gilead feature quite prominently. And so to give us some context into these cities, we'll also turn to the book of Judges this morning. We'll read first from Judges chapter 19. Now we're coming to the end of the book of Judges, and as we know, throughout this book, Israel continues to sin against the Lord and to sin in much more grievous ways, and especially in our passage this morning from Judges, we're going to see how wicked the people have become. 
And so we're going to pick up in chapter 19, verse 22. And just prior to this, we know that a Levite, together with his concubine, have been traveling throughout the land of Benjamin. And they've come to Gibeah, and now there's an elderly man who has invited them into his home. And that's where we pick up the story here in Judges 19, verse 22. This is God's word. As they were making their hearts merry, behold, the men of the city, worthless fellows, surrounded the house, beating on the door. And they said to the old man, the master of the house, bring out the man who came into your house, that we may know him. And the man, the master of the house, went out to them and said to them, No, my brothers, do not act so wickedly. Since this man has come into my house, do not do this vile thing. Behold, here are my virgin daughter and his concubine. Let me bring them out now. Violate them and do with them what seems good to you. But against this man, do not do this outrageous thing. But the men would not listen to him. So the man seized his concubine, made her go out to them, and they knew her and abused her all night until the morning. And as the dawn began to break, they let her go. And as morning appeared, the woman came and fell down at the door of the man's house, where her master was, until it was light. And her master rose up in the morning, and when he opened the doors of the house and went out to go on his way, behold, there was his concubine lying at the door of the house, with her hands on the threshold. He said to her, Get up, let's be going. But there was no answer. Then he put her on, her, on the donkey, and the man rose up and went away to his home. And when he entered his house, he took a knife, and taking hold of his concubine, he divided her, limb by limb, into twelve pieces, and sent her throughout all the territory of Israel. And all who saw it said, such a thing has never happened or been seen since the day the people of Israel came up out of the land of Egypt until this day. Consider it, take counsel, and speak. So far from chapter 19, we're going to jump ahead now to chapter 21. We know that in chapter 20, the actions which this Levite took has indeed roused the Israelites, and so in chapter 20, they come out in force against the Benjamites, demanding that they give up these men who had done this terrible thing. The men of Benjamin refuse, and so civil war ensues. There are many casualties on both sides, but eventually the men of Benjamin are defeated by the rest of Israel. And so this is where we're going to pick up now in Judges 21, verse 1. Now when the men of Israel had sworn at Mizpah, no one of us shall give his daughter in marriage to Benjamin. And the people came to Bethel and sat there till evening before God. And they lifted up their voices and wept bitterly. And they said, O Lord, the God of Israel, why has this happened in Israel that today there should be one tribe lacking in Israel? And the next day the people rose early and built there an altar and offered burnt offerings and peace offerings. And the people of Israel said, Which of all the tribes of Israel did not come up in the assembly to the Lord? For they had taken a great oath concerning him who did not come up to the Lord at Mizpah, saying, He shall surely be put to death. And the people of Israel had compassion for Benjamin their brother and said, One tribe is cut off from Israel this day. 
What shall we do for wives for those who are left? Since we have sworn by the Lord that we will not give them any of our daughters for wives. And they said, What one is there of the tribes of Israel that did not come up to the Lord at Mizpah? And behold, no one had come to the camp from Jabesh-Gilead to the assembly. For when the people were mustered, behold, not one of the inhabitants of Jabesh-Gilead was there. So the congregation sent 12,000 of their bravest men there and commanded, Go and strike the inhabitants of Jabesh-Gilead with the edge of the sword, also the women and the little ones. This is what you shall do. Every male and every woman that has lain with a male you shall devote to destruction. And they found among the inhabitants of Jabesh-Gilead 400 young virgins who had not known a man by lying with him. And they brought them to the camp at Shiloh, which is in the land of Canaan. Then the whole congregation sent word to the people of Benjamin, who were at the rock of Rimmon, and proclaimed peace to them. And Benjamin returned at that time. And they gave them all the women who they had saved alive of the women of Jabesh-Gilead. But they were not enough for them. And the people had compassion on Benjamin because the Lord had made a breach in the tribes of Israel. So far our reading from God's word this morning. We'll now also sing together from Psalm 119, the stanzas 13 and 14. This psalm asks God to teach us from his word so that we can live according to his will. 